For I am crucified with Christ And yet I live Embrace the cross Where Jesus Welcome to Crossbound Ministries where we are bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world, encouraging Christians and pointing sinners to the cross. Will you please pray about supporting our broadcast and ministry that gives us the ability to spread God's word. You can get involved by going to crossboundministry.com. Please welcome our preacher, Mike Sadler, as he brings us an important message from God's word. Embrace the love Amen. Open your Bibles up with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse number 11, as will be today. 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse number 11. As we're going through the book of Corinthians, I sure have enjoyed seeing what the Apostle Paul has wrote to the church at Corinth about the way that they should conduct themselves, about the, the way the church should be ran, about things they need to get right. Amen. And that same thing applies to us in our life, in our church today. And thank God for that. The word of the Lord never changes. It stands forever. The Bible even says that heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall endure forever. Verse number 11 says, Now, therefore, perform the doing of it, that as there was a readiness to will, so there may be a performance also out of that which ye have. That could almost be a confusing, conflicting verse, don't you think? Whatever for their reason, Paul's saying their delay, uh, but still be ready. Sometimes we think that when we're in a holding pattern, um, we're not supposed to be ready. But God may be getting you ready. God, God may be making you mull over those thoughts in your minds and clearing out your mind. Do you ever do that on your way home from work? you ever... on? Think about the time, what's going on, decisions you made, the problems that you had, what people said, and you just kind of mull it over and you, you just you kind of get ready to get home and, and shift out of that that work drive and, and go into your home mode, if, if you want to call it that. And if you have a 30 minute drive, an hour drive, that gives you enough time to really think things through and process it and get ready for the next day it doesn't mean you're not doing nothing no you're actually going somewhere even though you yourself are sitting still inside of a car the car is moving 60 65 miles an hour so you are actually going somewhere and you're actually doing something and can i just say it may be the same with your christian life right now you may feel like i'm not going anywhere and i'm not doing anything but when you're in the place that god has you god may be readying the circumstances may be readying you he may be readying uh, whatever he's getting ready for you to do amen he may be getting you ready that's probably the biggest thing right there and i know it is in my life for the most part it's not the circumstances or the the uh the situation or the people or no it's me myself my personal walk with him that he's getting ready amen as we keep our life pure as we keep our life clean this thought came to mind to me at you know the 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 cleaner that you keep your life, the more sin that you keep out of your life, the more God can openly and freely speak to you and the more that you can hear him. Amen. And so you, you would not lift up 
if you had a, a lid on the top of your skull, you wouldn't lift that up and pour poison in your brain. But that is exactly what we're doing when we allow sin in our life. When we allow our eyes to look at something it shouldn't. When we allow our ears to hear something that it shouldn't. We say, When we allow our mouth to say something that our ears can hear that we shouldn't. It's like lifting up the top of your head and pouring poison in. And it just sits and it, it marinates in your mind and it soaks in. It is so, so hard uh, to get rid of. You can you can think of an image long after years and years after you've not seen it. You can think of a, a, a thought or a word or what somebody said years and years after you've not heard it or you've not seen it. Those things get stuck in your mind and sin, and it's like a poison. It can be the same way. So let's keep our lives pure. Let's keep our lives clean where the Lord Jesus can speak to us, can can use us. Amen. And like that verse says, a readiness to will. Verse number 12. For if there be first a willing mind, it is accepted according to that a man hath, and not according to that he hath not hath not for i mean not that other men be eased and be burdened be a willing mind it starts there it starts with a willing mind every action starts with a thought if you look at a grand building a grand structure the hoover dam uh, the eiffel tower it used to be the twin towers that stood if you look at any magnificent giant building or dam, or any structure that man has built. Before that was ever built, that was nothing but a thought. That was nothing but a thought that somebody had, and, and they spoke to an engineer, an architect, and they started drawing, and they started sketching, and they started adding and subtracting, they started doing trigonometry, how do you build this and how you do that. But that whole thing started with a thought. And that's what he's talking about here. For if there be first a willing mind, I ask you, Christian, ask yourself and answer this. Do you have a willing mind? Because first of all, it's got to start with a willing person, a willing mind, a willing thought that I will, hold on, I won't just go to Africa. I won't just preach. I just won't pastor. I just won't evangelize. I just... I'm just not going to just do that stuff. I'm going to do everything that God opens the door for me to do. If it's nothing more to work a nine to five job for 50 years and be faithful to a church and tithe, or if God wants me to paddle to the other side of the planet and preach to people that speak a different language that I have to learn, I am going to have a willing mind to do whatever it is and wherever God says to go, I, so you first have to make that commitment. I will be willing. That is the first step, is having a willing mind. And that's what he's saying in this verse. For if there be first a willing mind, it is accepted according to that a man hath, and not according to that he hath not. For I mean not that other men be eased, and ye burdened. You got that willing mind. Amen. He says, I don't want other men to be eased and you be burdened. He doesn't mean it like that. 
What exactly does that he mean by that? Well, verse 14, but by an equality that now at this time your abundance may be a supply for their want. For their abundance also may be supply for your want, that there may be equality. We should be supplying one another's needs. It's important to give to missions. It's first and foremost important to give to your local church. It's important to give to ministries. We are so thankful here at Crossbound Ministry for the gifts that we have received from people, from businesses, from organizations. Thank you so much. I thank the Shepherd Network for allowing us to be on. I am so thankful for the opportunities that God has given us. First and foremost, it comes from God. But God, God does use people. And you have to, like that verse said, have a first, a willing mind. Then God can use you. Then God will open the doors. But you first got to make that commitment that God, I'm willing. And sometimes, let me just say a little side note there. Sometimes we say that, God, I'm willing. I'll do whatever you want me to do until he actually calls us to do it. Until you have to step out on faith. Until you have to quit your job and sell your house and leave your home or whatever the case may be, until we have to do that. We have faith until until I have to do that, and then I don't want to make that decision. I like it here. It's comfortable. I like it here. I have good benefits. I like my home. It's beautiful. It's comfortable. It's great for me and my family. Sometimes we have a willing mind until God actually calls us. Now, God can see our heart, and He knows us. So God may allow something in your life Uh to help you along in that willing process. Amen? Now, God wants the best for you. And the truth is, when we do God's work, you never lose. You say, well, what about the guy that surrendered to go to that island and he got killed when he got there and he was going to minister? It doesn't matter. You understand? It was a win. Here's why. He submitted to the Lord and he did what the Lord told him to do. And when you do that, no matter what happens... God's going to bless it. Sometimes you may not see it in this lifetime. Maybe it's that man's wife that got that went to that island afterwards and won him to the Lord. And the person that murdered that man baptizes the man's son that he murdered because that person got saved. Yes, that really happened. We can't see it, but I'm telling you, when you obey God, when you lay down your will and you have a willing mind and you pick up His, and you move forward for the Lord, no matter what happens, even if you lose your life, God will bless it. And that is in a very extreme case. Most of the time, none of us are going to have that kind of worry. Most of the time, God's not going to call one of us to a remote island. Uh, most of the time, God's just calling us to speak to our neighbor, to be good to our neighbor, to be good at those that at church to tithe faithfully that's what god's called most of us to do and can i just say you'll have just as great 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 as reward as the biggest name preacher you've ever heard of because god judges us by the willingness of our heart by the submission to his will think about that the the woman that gave two mites gave more than all those rich people even though they gave a lot more money but see she gave a what she had she gave from her heart, and that's what God's seen. That's what God sees, and that's what God cares about. God cares about that, amen? He most certainly does.
God cares where your heart's at. Verse 15, as it is written, he that hath gathered much had nothing over, and he that had gathered little had no lack. But thanks be to God, which put the same earnest care into the heart of Titus for you. God put that Titus in Titus's heart. That Titus loves you. He cares for you. He wants the best for you. As this one older pastor told me, it's not just pastor and it's not just preaching. You're looking out for the souls of people, he said. And when I really thought about that, I thought, wow. He said, you're looking out for the souls of people. That's what God puts on a pastor's heart. He's not just looking at, at this or that or they're doing good, but he's looking at their heart for the Lord. He's watching out for their souls. Amen. That is a pastor's job. Oh, it's a pastor's job to preach the word. Don't get me wrong. There's no doubt. But his job is to watch for your soul, and he does that by preaching the word, and you do it by listening to good godly Bible preaching. Amen. That verse 15 amazes me. As it is written, he that hath gathered much had nothing over, and he that hath gathered little had no lack. The person that had gathered a whole bunch didn't have nothing over, but the person didn't gather much. You know what that's saying? That's saying God's going to supply your needs. God said, take no thought for tomorrow. He'll, he'll make the way. He'll supply the needs. Amen. He had no lack of nothing, even though even though he hadn't stored up. It makes me think of people that 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 work as a Christian school teacher all their life and drive a bus. They don't have no pension plan. They don't have no health insurance. They don't have any of those things. They are truly and solely and completely relying on the Lord Jesus Christ to supply all their needs. And the Bible says that he will. He said that you you set your eyes on heaven. You chase after the riches of heaven. Amen. And all these other things will be added unto thee. They most certainly will. Verse 16. He said, but thanks be to God. Can I just say, make sure you're giving thanks to God. It will change your life. Listen to me, Christian. It will change your life. When you truly get down and you are so thankful. I'm talking about from the heart for what God has done for you, saved your soul from the fires of hell, from the penalty of sin. And not only that, after that, all the blessings. Amen. Most of us are so blessed beyond measure that we don't even realize how blessed we truly are. It makes me think of uh, me and my son and my wife makes these homeless bags. It's just a one-gallon Ziploc bag, and it has things in it like a clean wash rag. We always put gospel tracks in them, maybe some snacks and crackers and, you know, things of that nature. Clean socks, that's a big thing. Me and my son, who's just not even 10 yet, got out and, and uh, gave these homeless men, there was three or four of them under a tree, by a store of these homeless bags. And they opened these bags up, and the very first thing they said was, they were so thankful. They held up a clean wash rag. And the guy said this, I have not had one of these in a very long time. And I thought, man, how many things I take for granted. How much I have. Just, just a, a glass, a cool cup of water, the Bible says, and you will in no wise lose your reward. 
Amen. And I tell you what, you say a cool cup of water ain't much, but when you're dead thirsty or dying in the desert, a cool cup of water is a cup of life. Amen. It means everything. And so just be grateful. So be so thankful what God, I walk through your house and look at everything that you have, every chair, every light bulb, every fixture, every book, everything that you have, and thank God for each one of them. And I tell you, by the time you get done, because you won't be able to do it all, you'll be slap out of breath or slap wore out because you'll, you'll be so thankful for all the things. It does something to you. It changes something in your heart. It most certainly does. When you outwardly, outwardly and openly speak those words, uh, they have power. They have power over you. Even your own words have power over you. The words that you speak have power. Amen. The Bible says so. Let's make sure our, our, our words are full of biblical words, like being thankful to God. Thanks be to God. All the praise and glory go to God. Those are biblical words. Those are biblical sayings. Amen. And it will change your it will change your mood, it will change your attitude, it will change your temperament. When you go through and you do that, it really will change a lot of things that are going on inside of you. How many people have you seen or known that have so much, but they are miserable? And do you know that every one of them are very ungrateful for what they have? Everyone I've ever seen that's miserable like that is super ungrateful. They expect the best of everything, and they are ungrateful for what they have. They may not say that, but they can. They say it without words. They most certainly do. So being thankful is a big thing. Being thanks to God is the biggest. Verse 17, For indeed he accepted the exhortation, but more forward of his own accord he went unto you. Of his own accord. God laid it on his heart. Amen. That's what God does with his people. Has God laid something on your heart? Has God laid somebody on your heart that you're supposed to look out for? Has God laid somebody on your heart that you should take a, a, a extra sandwich? Maybe a meal. How about a thank you? How about a, I'm sorry? How about I've been thinking about you? How about taking them, a, I'm praying for you, and really do it and really mean it, amen? Pray for them and really, really mean it. I know that. I'm convicted about that. If I text somebody or tell somebody I'm going to pray for them, I'm going to do it. Amen? And it's so easy that you say it's not easy to fall off the bandwagon. It is easy to fall off the bandwagon when it comes to prayer, especially if you're still employed, especially if you got a family. It's because you get up in the morning, that alarm clock goes off, you got a job to get to, you got to get dressed, you got to get, get everything going, you got to get out that door, you got responsibilities, you got things to do. And look out. Here we go. We're busy, and it can fall by the wayside. But I know from my own personal life, the best thing I can do is take time, take time to talk to God before my day starts. Take time to give God my burdens. Ask God for strength. Ask God to intervene. Give me wisdom on hard decisions. Amen. And he says, and when he went, sent him with you, I'm sorry, verse 18, and we have sent with him the brother whose praise is in the gospel throughout all the churches, 19, and not that only, but who was also chosen of the churches to travel with us with this grace, which is administered by us to the glory of the same Lord and declaration of your ready mind.
He says, we sent this brother unto you. Praise be the gospel to all the churches. Amen. Who's also chosen of the churches. The church chose out somebody. Can I just say when God, I've known this from my own life. When God has truly called you to do something, the church will validate it. I, I'm not talking about every person in the church going to like you. Or every person in the church is going to say you're a good preacher if God called you to preach. But I mean, as a whole, if God called you to preach, God will open doors. He will. You stay faithful to what God God is. I started out, I, I didn't have anything. But I knew I pulled over on the side of the road and I was weeping and I could feel God calling me to preach. And I just knew it. I had nowhere to preach. I had no idea how to do it. I had no idea what was going to happen. But it's an amazing thing what the doors that God has opened in my life and my ministry and in our local church, amen, to do, to uh, preach, to do what God has called me to do. So the church will validate it, what God has called you to do. But it's really God doing it through the church. God will open doors. Maybe he'll teach, you'll teach a Sunday school class. Maybe you'll just uh, let work a secular job and people will come to you at work for prayer. Or what does the Bible say about this? Amen? Maybe you're really pastoring those people because if they're coming to you asking questions or asking for prayer, well, you may not be their pastor in the church. But there's definitely something there because they're not coming to you for no reason. They're coming to you because they see the faith in the example that you have in your life. Amen. Verse 20. Avoiding this that no man should blame us in this abundance which is administered by us. Providing for honest things not only in the sight of the Lord but also in the sight of men. You know, God's always watching. People think they get away with something. People never get away with nothing. You never get away with nothing. There's no criminal that's ever got away with anything. There's nobody that's ever broken God's law that's gotten away with it. You know what the Bible says? Providing for honest things, not only in the sight of the Lord. The sight of the Lord, the God is always watching. The Bible says the eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the good and the evil but also in the sight of men. In other words, you should have a good testimony. Uh, people should know that you're going to do the right thing. People should know that you care about them. People should know that you want the best for them. People should know that you trust the Lord no matter what, even in the hard times, even when everything goes wrong, when I get sick or I'm dying of cancer or I get put in the hospital, or my grandchild dies, or I lose a child, or I lose a spouse. People need to see that, that I trust God. And I'm going to be honest before God, but also in your side, what you're seeing. And people can see that. They can see right through it. They, they, they know. They, they do. People know. God definitely knows. God can see a much deeper level. He can even see the intent of the heart. So make sure that your intentions are right because God can see that. And that's what God cares about. God cares about the heart first and foremost. But it does go to show that God's going to hold us responsible for living out a good testimony in front of people. So let's make sure that we're living honest in the sight of God, but also 
in the sight of men, in the sight of my boss, in the sight of the people that work for me, in the sight of my family, in the sight of my, my wife, in the sight of my children, living honestly before the Lord to have that good testimony that people know they come to you for prayer or Bible study. Amen? been blessed by today's message. If you have been saved or are in need of a prayer, please contact us at 352-247-9200. That's 352-247-9200. Thank you for tuning in to Crossbound Ministries radio broadcast. Will you please pray about supporting our ministry and broadcast? You can go to crossboundministry.com or send your support or a gift to P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. That's P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. For a gift of $10 or more, we will send you a booklet. Please pray for us as our ministry and radio broadcast grows. Tune in every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. to hear a message from our preacher, Mike Sadler. You can follow Crossbound Ministry on Facebook, YouTube, and visit us on the web at crossboundministry.com. If you are a pregnant woman in need of help, there is hope. You can reach out to the Citrus Pregnancy Center. There are locations in Inverness and in Crystal River. Their phone number is 352-341-5176. That's 352-341-5176. This broadcast has been sponsored in part by Henley's Grading Incorporated for all your land clearing and hauling needs. Located in Hernando, Florida, 352-897-3507. That's 352-897-3507. This program is sponsored by Crossbound Ministry of Inverness, Florida.